Go to Fooly. Prove to that I'm no Fooly. I'm no Fooly. <laughs> <laughs> that's that like good shit. Um, oh, uh, and with the Oh, I gotta get the. I am uh... shampoo. I am. <laughs> He hits it, he's got us! He's got the field goal! He's got the premiership! It was better than Leo! What can I say? Mamba out. Alright, welcome back. It's uh, it's episode three. Uh, It's your boy here, Matty B, here with Locke. We made it to three. Yeah, look, I'm as surprised as you are, but uh, (laughs) onward, onward. Um, For those of you who have... Uh, returned, welcome back. We're, it's it's always, welcome. always welcome. Always welcome. Always um, welcome. I hope that you have uh, let go of those people that you captured uh, to hostage and uh, listen to this pod. Um, because... we, d- we did take quite a big stance on the anti-kidnapping thing last week too. Yeah, yeah. We are not, we are not for kidnapping. Yeah. However, we do like listens. So, yeah, so I mean, we can forgive it. We can forgive it. I'm, yep. I'm just going to say it. We can forgive it. We can forgive it. We can forgive it. Um, as always, at the beginning of the pod, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, follow us on the socials. Come on. If you haven't found us on the socials yet, you're not looking very hard. Um, at Fifth and Dribble, 5TH and Dribble, all words. Instagram, you know, we're on the uh, we're on the Twitter. Almost at TikTok. We are not fucking on TikTok. We will never be on fucking TikTok. Um, I, I stand by that. Um, you can... That's because you don't want us to find your account. Shut up. Um, no, that's OnlyFans. Um, oh, I found the, that. Um, <laughs> you get that for free. Um, you can also um, not only slide into the DMs there, but we've got um, audio DMs at uh, anchor.fm slash fifth and dribble. Now, Are you going to spell um, it right this time? Yeah, I fucked up on the last podcast. It is anchor like a ship. Uh, shout out to uh, Big Dick for uh, roasting me on that one. It's A-N-C-H. O-R.fm slash fifth and dribble spelt just like the socials. Um, yeah, slide into the into the audio. Come, come DMs. leave your voice. Come come on, come leave it. Yeah, come leave your voice. Um, whisper sweet nothings into our ears and uh, and we'll answer them during question time, which is today. Today's the debut of question time. I'm fucking right. amped, man. We we love a debut, we love a try on debut. Let's see how we do. Yeah, let's get a couple of meaties. Uh, but before we do get to those meaties, uh, anything you want to add, big fella? We just jump in straight into no, the I'm, happy. I'm always ready to jump in, brother. Let's do it. Let's, let's swan dive. Um, Paulie Green, he's gone. He's out. Gone. Queensland, he's gone. He's gone, gone, gone. Um, my, main question, down. my main question for that is, are you surprised? Nah. No, 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 no. After the uh, after the Cowboys let him go, I was surprised that he was still the Queensland head coach, hmm. to be fair. Uh, if <laughs> you, you do have some Paul Green PTSD, don't you? Yeah, a little bit. He, he brought <laughs> us a prem. He brought us a prem. I'll, I'll, leave, him, I'll leave him with that. But, um, you know, it's... Um, it, it does it does open the door for for Bennett um, before he's moving up to I mean surely he's taken Brisbane like the other Brisbane teams job yeah yeah that that's my well my first thought was of course Bennett but um in the coming hours after this you heard the talks of B- Billy Slater who was sh- famously shafted for Paul Green to get the job last year mm. um, him and a little brains trust of Thurston and Cam Smith as well have also been you know thrown my around my dick just got so a- hard as a New South Welshman I can't think of a brains trust I'd hate more I really my dick just I got really... so hard but that's yeah, because no. you said Jonathan Thurston mm. like that's the only oh, reason he's, that he's a closet Queenslander he's a closet yeah. Queenslander <laughs> 
Right, excuse me. I just <laughs> I I respect greatness. Okay, at the end of the day, and that man is the greatest that I've <laughs> ever personally seen do it. Um, but yeah, I mean that. I mean that could be good. That I mean Queensland needs some sort of uh, resurgence mean, up there if, after all the New South Wales smashings. If I was if I was up there, you know, in charge of Queensland, I would kind of look to get Wayne Bennett in for one more. As you said, he's going to take next year off by the sound of it, and mm. kind of try to get stuff set up with Brisbane too. Um, mm-hmm. If he takes the year off, he could coach Origin and you could have Billy Slater as his assistant. Yep. You could have him around camp. You could have those guys learning for a year and then give him the reins in 2023. Like a Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich kind of thing. They think that's going to happen in uh, USA basketball. Exactly, yeah. Little, little mm-hmm. hand over year, get it going. But it wouldn't surprise me if they go straight for Slater and those guys. I mean, for, from all accounts, Slater was kind of promised the job before Paul Green got it last year. Um, and yep. Queensland kind of went back on a handshake deal. I, I, as a New South Welshman, I don't want Bennett anywhere near that team. Um, yep. What he could, what he did with it last year was incredible. Um, I mean, Paul Green though, I kind of wish he stayed coaching just so we could keep absolutely pantsing him. Yeah, look, that would uh, that would be ideal, but um, such you, is life. Do you think he goes? Do you think he finds his way back into the NRL? Um, look, I guess it depends on what happens with people like Madge Maguire. Um, how about just... T-Baz? Do you think Gus Gould coming in puts him on a bit of a hot seat? They have a lot of expectations for next year with, with, uh, yeah, with that big backline Yeah, I understand they've got in. a lot of expectations, but I mean, I don't think Gus would have taken on uh, his version of the role if he wasn't okay with T-Baz staying there for another Mate, year. I, I, I don't pretend to know what Gus is thinking. <laughs> Oh fuck! Man. That <laughs> CTE adult brain, mate. I don't, I don't even like pretend <laughs> to know what's doing. He's, yeah, he's, he's fried, to say the least. But um, I think, I think with the NRL, there's always coaching jobs. Um, and Paul Green is a premiership winner. I mean, we were saying this the other day. There's only a few, well, a select amount of NRL coaches that can say that they've won a premiership. Um, even few. Fewer can say that um, they um, helped in the coaching of Jonathan Thurston. Um, so, you know, he obviously knows what he's doing to some degree. Um, I just, I just think he was in such a funk after everything that happened with, um, the Cowboys and being stood down. Um, it, uh, it's just tough. It would have been tough for him to go into that Queensland camp and it would be tough for him to continue to do it. So, you know, if he has a year or has two years off and then comes back, I wouldn't be surprised, but I maybe wouldn't see him on a 2022 team. I just don't think he's a good coach in the new era of football. I think it's too many mm. block plays, too much structure. Um, I don't. I, he is a very Western Australian Tigers signing as a coach if they do move on from Madge. <laughs> I could see them picking up someone like Green, and I mean, that's probably a sideways move at best. As yeah. you said, he, his, his NRL records, 87 wins and 80 losses. So, I mean, technically he's a more than 500 coach, not a lot yep. more than 500. And as you said, he got the 20, um, 2015 Prem. Yeah, don't, so... don't stutter it in your words, okay? It's 2015. <laughs> you say it fucking proud. You say it loud and proud. Yeah. Uh, little story time uh, on that 2015 prem. Uh, that was the day that Ella met all of my family. Ella, my fiance, met all of um, all of my family that day. It was uh, the little brother's birthday, and uh, his birthday always October falls 4th. on... Shout out to Drew. Shout out to Drewzy. Big Drewzy. Um, yeah, his birthday... Almost always falls on origin, uh, origin on grand final day, on grand final weekend, and um, and yeah, she came over and uh, and met a portion of the extended family. She already met mum and dad, but I uh, met a portion of the extended family, and um, it uh, 
I, I made a fool of myself. I made an absolute fool of myself. I was almost crying. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. <laughs> but um, yeah. Anyway, um, as oh, we were saying, cool story, bro. yeah, thanks. Cool story. <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> uh, as we were saying, coaches on the hot seat. Um, Western Australian Tigers. Benny Elias has come out. Um, currently, the head of football at the West Tigers, saying that the Tigers are a laughing stock. Um, and that Madge um, is significantly on the hot seat and the senior players are going to play a significant role in his future at the club. Um, I mean, I don't really think we need to spend too much time on this. You were pretty open in Madge needing to um, give up his seat. I don't think it's so much give up his seat. I think they just need to they need to part ways. I don't yeah. think it's a relationship that works. And I mean, backdoor Benny's coming out trying to trying to shake the club up so him and his mates can buy it. Backdoor um, Benny, you almost sent me with Benny. that one. Backdoor oh. Benny Elias, but um, yeah, no, I just, I just think Badge and imagine the Tigers need to kind of, kind of separate there. It hasn't worked. I don't think it's gonna work. The guys that he has mm. there aren't guys he can coach. Mm. Um, I wouldn't even, I, I don't know who's out there. We just, we just spoke about Paul Green. I don't think he's the answer. There's yeah. not really a young coach out there to kind of get. And even if there was, I doubt he goes there. And I mean, we saw Harry Grant come out in defense of Madge, saying he doesn't think he'd be the player he was if it wasn't for Madge. And I think that yeah. just shows what Michael Maguire could do with a team of guys who tries really hard like Harry Grant. What if do we you... think of potentially Josh Hannay going there? He's proven he can coach. I mean, that that is that is a good shout. I do like he, that, uh, He did a decent job uh, at the Cowboys in between Todd Payton yeah. and uh, Paul Green. And uh, he, I mean, regardless of the result ending ninth, he did quite a good job in a in a turmoil ridden. I, I mean, it, it, if the universe wants to have everything set right, he'll be hired as an assistant coach. Madge will get mm. fired after four games, and he'll go to his <laughs> third year of being a caretaker coach. Yeah, that's but it. I do, I do think so, just somebody new, because I mean, I'm, I don't think Madge is a bad coach at all. Like as you said, he's he's won that prem. Um, guys always speak so highly of him. I just think he has to coach a certain person and a certain team, and I just don't mm. think this Tigers is that team. Speaking of this Tigers and that team, do you think that there um any chance of getting some of the names that they've been linked to, like Aaron Woods, uh, Blake Fergalicious Ferguson, Tyrone Peachy, Braden Burns, or Tyrone May? Mate, if they want him, they can have him. Yeah. <laughs> I think they could probably. I think they could. That would probably, be the most Tigers think, thing ever, oh, though, letting mate, Aaron no, Woods walk could, and then, then signing him, him again. Back. Oh. Yeah. Mate, and he'll probably walk into the captaincy or something. I don't know. I mean, those guys yeah. you talked about, none of them move the needle. The only one I really like on that and really being very, very generous is probably Braden Burns. But yeah. even then, at centre, they don't need really anyone from what I can tell. They kind of have a bit of a log nah. jam there. That's what's caused a bit of the a bit of the backline shuffle last I mean, you could year. get rid of the jet and you could, you well, could I mean, throw him I in mean, there. I do. I think I saw today that Joey Leilua is, is not going to be coming back. And yeah, he could yeah, move good. the jet. He could go in there with Tommy Talao. I mean, yeah. Burns is good. He is a good player. Um, but I mean, those names don't don't really excite anyone, do they? Nah, not unless really. You're their, unless my, you're their agent, right? Like My penis is not hard for them at all. But my penis is hard for uh, Moses Suli. Signed to the drags. Good you and Anthony Griffins, mate. Yeah, oh, bro, Big rock deal, hard. though. I don't, I don't like it for the money. I don't like it for 550k a year. I don't like it for Manly. Sucks to be Manly. I, but we, I, were just, I, we were just uh, talking about how they had such a really good pack and that, yeah. you know, they, well, they could I know be he's, on... I know he's a cracking centre and they've got um, Brad Parker and Morgan Harper there. Mm. I think th- those guys can get it done. I mean, he's a great third option to have. I mean, he he's a guy who's got such character issues. Like he was let go from the Para Harold Matz team for mm. I don't know. Well, they never they never said a reason. But if you let a 16 year old go, they 
normally some reasons behind that. Yeah, especially um, in Parramatta. And then he went to, I believe he was at, you know, perennial basket case, the Western Australian Tigers, where he got <laughs> sacked because he just kept sleeping in his car during training. Oh, yeah. Very and good. then he went to the Doggies, where he was sacked before playing a game after having three warnings. You know, yeah. Manly picked him up. Des has kind of turned him around. And if he, if if Anthony Griffin can get the best out of him, it's a pretty good signing. Still, 550 is probably a bit high, but I mean, he's a mm. strike center, and I think long term the Dragons see Jack Bird as a back rower. Yeah. And this signing allows them to move him into the back row. Yeah. And if Zach Lomax is unhappy there, like I've heard. He mm. could even cover that Zach Lomax, and you could keep Jack Bird in the centers. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but I mean, good for Sully. Get his bag. Good for Sully. Um, get that bag. Was, Never going to knock a player pretty, for getting that money. Yeah, it was getting pretty crowded there in Manly. Um, and if you know, if you can go to a club that needs probably a face of the franchise, I mean, they're just picking up everybody right now. Oh, he's Holy only twenty-three, shit. Sully. Yeah, he's young. Which is crazy young. to think. He's you think he's been around forever because, as I said, he was making noise as you know, a sixteen-year-old in the power yeah. system, but yeah. Yeah, talking about MFs that have been around forever, Benji Marshall. He's uh, he's tipped her as higher. I saw a couple of reports. I think uh, City Morning Herald and a couple of other people, they just reckon he's, he's going to hang it up. What do you reckon? I reckon one more. I don't reckon one more. I was never too... I think the Milford signing to me kind of tipped that he wasn't, go, wasn't going to go one more. I don't mm. think you can fit I don't think you can fit Milford and Ilias and him kind of all into the 17. You don't reckon he does a Peter Wallace or um, uh, uh, John Sutton, you know, small deal, play a game here or there, and it's just basically there for training and development? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. If a club was to do it, it probably would be South. But I mean, like yeah. he's, I would lean more towards that if he didn't have the media commitments that he has. Yeah, um, he's always on Fox Sports. The big reason of him Triple staying, in, yeah, the big reason for him staying in Sydney and signing with the Bunnies was so he could keep doing that. Yeah, the, the Broncos did want him up there, he, and he, I'm sure he had the ability to go up there and sign for them. But he wanted to stay in Sydney, wanted mm. to do that. I think he'll transition great um, from playing into that. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, speaking of the Broncos in that general vicinity, at uh, I think it was today or yesterday, it was announced that the grand final is uh, officially at Suncorp. How good? I mean, good on him. I love Suncorp. Love Suncorp. It's great. Yeah. We're chatting about how we're trying to get up to Magic Ground next year. Yeah, um, beautiful stadium. But yeah, I mean, w- it would have been great to go this year, but obviously your boy getting out of hotel quarantine didn't have the, didn't have the time to get that one sorted. Bro, getting out of hotel quarantine and then putting the rest of us in hotel quarantine here Bro, in Sydney. That happens, I blame you, 30- 100%. Everyone else does. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's great. It's, there was never any in doubt. There was all the yeah. There was all this bullshit of like, oh, maybe we'll do it in Melbourne. Maybe we'll do it in New Zealand. Perth got Perth got a mention for whatever reason. But I think it had to be in Brisbane. I mean, outside of outside of Western Sydney, um, Brisbane is the heartland of rugby league. And yeah, I mean, having it at Suncorp, great. Suncorp, a packed Suncorp is one of the best stadiums you'll see. Um, yeah. And I think they deserve to have it up there for helping this league continue having the bubble up there, um, and it's going to be great to see. It is a shame that there's no Queensland teams in the final, oh, well, besides the Gold Coast Titans, but there's going to be no Queensland teams in the grand final. Oh, um, you don't you don't, so, uh, you don't, don't give the Titans a, a chance? Spo- spoiler alert for our preview, no. <laughs> that is the ultimate spoiler alert. I did not see <laughs> yeah. that coming. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah no, I don't, I don't give them a, a, you know, a shade in hell. 
to uh, to get is that a but, it, it, um, but to get in. But um, I'm down. I'm yeah I'm glad that uh, that Suncorp's getting something. Um, it breaks a what 115 year tradition of having it in New South Wales, and as a very proud New yep. South Welshman, um, it you know it sometimes we just need a little bit of change. If we can have Origin in in Melbourne, why can't we have the Grand Final in Suncorp? If we can have Origin in Perth, why can't we have yeah, the, yeah. we have or the Adelaide? Final? Adelaide, <laughs> fucking Ampole State Stadium, <laughs> or whatever the fuck it was called. Right, well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm. That's great for that. And I hope the Queenslanders go crazy. We saw them yeah. at Magic Round. We saw them go, mate. We, the Queenslanders go hard, and um, we saw them at Origin up in Townsville. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. 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 Um. So, any anything more you want to add to um that, or do you want to get into the preview? Uh, I'm happy to get into the preview. It's rock and roll. All right, let's do it. So, game numero uno. Uh, we've got Storm versus Manly. Now, we did a little bit of a poll on our Instagram, at Fifth and Dribble, um, and 45 to 55%, so 55% of the votes were going to the Melbourne Storm to take this one out. Um, any Anything of note um, outside of Adokar, you know, not, no. not going to be loose, lacing up? I, I do think that's a big loss. Um, this is probably the most full-strength team we've seen in a while from Melbourne. They've had some yep. injuries in and out, um, rested a few guys. This team is a scary team looking at. Like, if you if you run through the team, obviously, like, Ryan Pappenhausen looks to be back to his best form. Mm. Um, his wings, obviously, George Jennings and Isaac Lumi-Lumi, who I'm not fully impressed with. I like him more than Dean Eremia, so I think he was a good pick up there. And the mm. centers are Remus Smith and Justin Olam. Yep. And I mean, this halves pairing, it's hard to go past this halves pairing of Munster and Hughes. I think they've been yeah. one of the form halves pairings of the comp. Um, yeah, the pack, 100%. The pack seems to be back to its full strength with Jesse Bromwich being the skipper for this game. The other front row of Christian Welch. Um, mm-hmm. The cheese starts at nine. Felice Cafusi and Kenny Bromwich in the back row and Fanukin in that lock. Fanukin's been in and out of the squad. It's good to see him back at 13. Um, yeah. Play a few minutes there and have the cheese move back. And the bench, the bench was light with Harry Grant and Nico Hines, but then it has two ginormous dudes in Tui Kamikamika <laughs> and Big Nas. Big like, Nazi. Big Nas, mate. That team is going to be unstoppable. It is a shame Fox isn't playing because it'd be great to see a full strength Fox against a Saab, um, mm. even though they don't don't think they line up on the same side of the field. But I'm sure nah. they'd chase each other. Yeah, they would. Um, yeah, and, this and is a... Saab would catch him. Yeah, from what we saw against the Hammer, I think he might. Yeah, far out. And this is um, this is probably one of the most full strength. Well, this is the full strength manly side. And you 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 look at that. Yeah, hundred percent. So we've got Tommy lining in at the one, um, who is the informed fullback. Like if you know, he you see it going around in all of your uh, team of the years. He's number one. Uh, Jason Saab, Kid Lightning, uh, on the wing with uh, Ruben Garrick on the other wing. Brad Parker and um, Lionel Richie, Morgan Harper in the uh, in the middle. Hello. Uh, playing at centers. <laughs> Hello. Um, Kieran Foran, who has had a really good resurgent year. Yeah. Um, is, exactly is how I describe it, mate. Yeah. In the halves with uh, with the test tube baby, Daily Cherry Evans. Um, Josh Aloye, sorry, is back from his uh, injury last week. Um, so he'll line up at prop. He had a bit, um, he's had a big couple of games too. I didn't rate him coming into this year. Thought he was a bit of a grub after how he handled... The Tigers exit, but um, yeah, he's, yeah. last few he's games had, he's had well. a really good year. Yeah, um, he he lines up with uh, Big Marty Tapao at the prop. Uh, you got Lachlan Croker at the hooker, which is the position that Manly really need to upgrade if they're going to be anything serious over the next couple of years. Uh, Hamoli Olakawatu, Josh Schuster, and Jake Trevojevic round out that 
pack. Uh, and then on the interchange bench, you've got you know your trusty number fourteen and Dylan Walker, who has had a bit of a roller coaster year, but um, when you know when the lights shine the brightest, he has come through. Carl um, Lawton, Sean Kepi, and Big Boy Tenyela Paseka. He's a he's a freaking brick wall. Holy shit, he's an absolute brick wall. Mate, that that pack they have is huge. Yeah, and they've still got Sibley on extended bench, Ciro on extended bench. Like that team is massive. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's um, almost unfair. I, I was surprised how close our fan poll was. I mean, that Tommy hype is hard to hard to miss, isn't it? Like, yeah, hundred percent. And I, I think I think if any team has the ability and the coaching to shut down Turbo, it is Melbourne. Oh, sorry, I thought you were going to say the Newcastle Knights. Yeah, nah, yeah, because they can. They've already done it once. They don't need to do it again, do they? They'll do it again, man. They'll they do, do it again. again. Right. But, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, my, my question is just how you fit all the playmakers of Melbourne onto the field at one time. Mm. Like, you've got Nico and Grant to come off the bench. How does that work? Does Hines, is Hines just cover in case someone goes down? If you're mm. up by a bit, do you give Paps a spell? Do you give Munster a spell? Um, yeah. Obviously, the Grant and Cheese rotation works, but can you have have Cheese basically playing an, a prop and then maybe Nico coming to the ball playing six? I don't know. I am very curious to do it, but I feel like if anyone can figure it out, is Craig Bellamy. Yeah. And there is actually a fun fact with this round while I was looking at it. Oh, so yeah. in every single one of these games mm-hmm. for the finals, one team has won the last three matches. All like one team from each matchup has beat the other team in the last three matchups. Oh so really? The Storm have beaten Manly in the last three head-to-head games. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yep. And then in the others, we'll get to them when we get to them. Settle down, everyone. I know that was a yeah. fun fact. We'll get there. <laughs> little teaser. Ooh. But, um, what, what are you what What are you excited for with this game? Um, I'm excited for a lot of things. Uh, mainly, I'm excited for how both how both of these packs get around the field. I mean, Manly has proved to be the most um, creative team at scoring tries um, and when you've got such speedsters and such creators they have one through seven and just the big boys up the middle um, it is devastating to watch um, and and as you said the form that um, that Turbo's in is is ridiculous like we haven't seen form like this since prime Parramatta Jared Hayne like this is it's, it's unbelievable what, what he's doing out there is unbelievable like what one yeah, man just gross. does against a team it's it's incredible yeah yeah, yeah, I I still have a sore butthole from from last weekend, um, but I'm also really excited to see um, the Storm. I mean, they are a proven. I mean, they're both proven franchises, but these these are the big guns. They're always they're on the Mount Rushmore of NRL teams, and they forever will be because of their dominance over the last twenty years. Um, and you know, Bellyache knows how to get his guys going at the right time, and that's exactly what he's done. I mean, as you said, the Fox not lining up really sucks. But again, one through seventeen, these guys are absolutely devastating, and um, I wouldn't even be surprised if um, Hines comes into comes into the centres at some point. They pull one of those wingers and they push one of the original centres out, and just get a little bit more ball playing in the centres there. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it could be it could be fun. It's, it's, I mean, it's definitely going to be fun. I, th- I think it's going to be a shootout, which we love. The old Storm teams that everyone hated were get you down in a wrestle, slow down the play, the ball. Um, and just make Confuse you the, the referee. Shit. Yeah, just 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 make you be in the shit with them, and make you just hate being out there. And I saw an yep. interview with Cam Smith saying that when they lost in 2016 to the Sharks, who did that better than they did, they realised yeah. that this is not 
how we're going to win anymore. Other teams can do this now. And they've come yep. out. And this team just has strike upon strike upon strike. Like, And same with Manly too. Like, It is going to be an absolute shootout. I expect it to be high scoring, high energy. Um, it's just going to be a great game. Who've, uh, who've you got? I got Storm one to twelve. I think I think it's going to be close, but I think we're going to see Storm really turn the gears here and, get, and sharpen up for the um sharpen up for the finals run. Yeah, I I too have the Storm one to twelve only because I just think um I just think they've got better halves. I honestly think that that's all it really comes down to. I think one through seventeen, like both teams match up really really well. Obviously on the bench you've got a couple more big boys for for Manly, but um Harry Grant always plays well above his shoulders. And um, I just think that the brilliance of Hughes and Munster is is just going to shit all over an aging Kieran Foran and, and, and DCE. And the forward, the forward pack of the um, of the Storm, even though we talk about teams have like better forward packs or they have bigger forward packs, they always get it done. Yeah, 100%. They constantly punch above their weight. You can try, and teams have tried to run up the middle on them before thinking that that's where they might get them, but you can't. I think, mm. I think Manly's best bet is to try and go around them. Yeah, you've got George Use Jennings, the and then you've got Isaac Lumi Lumi. They, they're going to be that Oldham and Lumi Lumi wing. I think they're going to be attacking that quite a bit, trying to get the young guy um, out of yep. position and trying to abuse that matchup. I don't know if it'll work, but I think they're going to give it a crack. 100%. Talk about giving it a crack. Um, the Gold Coast Titans have drawn a relatively short straw, but it is a battered Roosters team. Um, the fan vote went 61 39 Roosters. Um, and it was getting pretty tight there toward the end. At one point, it was like, I think it was like 74 to 26 Roosters. So we had a bit of a resurgence in uh, in Titans fans coming through. But um, key takeaways here for you. Um, I think I think if the Titans play like they did last week, I think the Titans have a good chance to win if they do that. Yeah, um, the The Roosters, though, it's hard, it's hard to... It's hard to kind of bet against them, especially when they mm. do have, you know, Teddy's in there, Josh Morris is in there, um, JWH, Crichton's there. That forward pack is still pretty good. Um, mm. And they they do have the experience. And at the end of the day, when it gets to the pointy end of the season, that's what matters. And I mean, yeah. a whole big thing about this experience is that Josh Morris, he debuted against Preston Campbell. He's now playing in a finals game against Jaden. This is crazy. This is some Vince Carter shit. Like, that is like, crazy. Like, it's crazy. And, that, te- and teaming, teaming with Dell and then playing against Steph. Like, like, this is just disgusting. Like, this is, yeah. Like, it's just crazy that that this team has that much more experience to this young Gold Coast team. I think if the Gold... I think it sounds... It does sound lame from a Titan standpoint, but I think they mm. would be happy even if they lost this game, but if they put up a good fight and kept it close. Yep. Um, yeah. And, I mean, they were lucky. They had three guys... Um, escape any matches like any match matches suspended yeah yeah Jared and just Wallace fines, Mitch Rain yeah. and uh, Jamal Fergerty they uh they would have been they would have been really up shit creek without Jamal Fergerty mm. and even Mitch Rain who he's not yeah. he's not a fantastic number nine but he, he gets the job done and Jared Wallace has played well and he's got that aggression he's got that mongrel that they need through the middle and yeah. everyone always looks at the Gold Coast and thinks they're soft but Jared Wallace just comes in hits people and, and plays hard I'm really happy he's back in the squad and um, and gets mm. a chance to play but how, Talking, how do you think about uh, Fafita on the bench? Yeah look Fafita on the bench it seems to have worked um, I mean we've gone over this the last few episodes if you can if you can come in run your 80 metres and pick up two meaties then you can get your million off the bench it doesn't really he matter he scored the 6th most amount of tries this year 17 yeah 
that's disgusting. He spent half the half the season on the bench. So um, and not to mention, uh, you're talking about all those boys that are coming back. You've also got Big Proc coming back. So um, I mean, that's gonna that's gonna help as well. I feel Sam McIntyre's a bit hard done by. I played well last weekend, but it's hard to keep mm. him in there when and you said Kevin Proctor's back. When your captain's coming back, yeah. But I mean, they so... they line up with of course Jaden Campbell at fullback. Man, this kid is electric. He's slowly mm. becoming one of my favourite guys to watch in the league. He's playing so well. I'm um, telling you, Mango, Mango and Ponga. Yeah, love he's, he's, I don't know, he's not big, but he's quick and he can stop. It's, it's incredible to watch. I'm very yeah. curious to see what happens with um, him and Brimson next year. But mm-hmm. their, um, their wings are Philip Sammy and Corey Thompson. Um, mm-hmm. Centers Brian Kelly and Paddy Herbert. The halves. I've gone with Tyrone Peachy and Jamal Fogarty again, but you can't it's, knock it because it worked, I guess. You can't, if it ain't broke, don't fix mate, it, bro. That's how, that's how I feel. They've played some of their best football with um with that mustache in number know, six, so they may as well keep it going. Um, the front row is huge. Jared Wallace and Mo Fodawaker. I'm a really big Mo Fodawaker fan. I think he played really yeah, well on the weekend. Both. Yeah, yep. Mitch Rain, we said, is uh, number nine. Kevin Proctor, of course, back in the 11. Bo Firma had a huge game last week as well. He's, good, he's a good old-school wide running back rower. Loves mm. to, he just works hard. Has a few errors in him, but he um he tries hard. And at lock, yep. big Tino. Big Tino for Asur Malawi. Oh, there we go. The big man. <laughs> and then I knew not, you didn't want to say that nah, name. <laughs> I'll leave that one for you. Not trying to get cancelled. Uh, on the bench, <laughs> we've got Aaron Clark, Sam Lasone, big David Fafida, and Jamin Joliffe. Well, as I said, Sam McIntyre yeah. at the moment named at 18. It'll probably be Don or Marju who ends up in that 18th man role. Yeah, um... I mean, good for Don getting named on the reserves. I mean, his last year, if he doesn't get named, I'll be I'll be absolutely sad. It is a bit of a shame, but at least at least he'll get to be there with the squad. He might be the 18th man, and then they, yeah. Mm, mm, yeah, we're well, talking squads. Um, you touched on a little bit, but this Roosters pack, I mean, they're fantastic. To, to put out the pack that we're about to read out after all of the injuries that they've had, I read something like... It was uh, in in forty two games. They're down to seven of the original people that were in the grand final against um, against the Raiders, which is yeah, it's disgusting. Um, so you've got James Tedesco, you know, all reliable at number one, and on your wings you've got uh, the giraffe Daniel Tupo. Oh, your mate Daniel Tupo and uh, Matt Ikavalu. Uh In the centers you got uh, Josh Morris and Adam. Is it Kieran? I think it's Kieran. I think Kieran. it's Kieran. It's Kieran, yeah. Um, he's, he had a blinder last week, You like week, him. Obviously. You're high on Adam Kieran. Yeah, like I'm, I'm high on him. I reckon I reckon he should stick, like, they should keep him around even longer um, than, than what this season's going to go. Um, I think he's got a really good chance of being on this squad next year, and, and he just gives a good spark. Um, if they're out of centre, he's a guy who obviously plays in the halves, but, but he's would, a great centre Would you keep him as a 14 time. next year? Yeah, 100%. If you have Kieran um, Walker in your halves? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I keep him. Uh, I mean, it's it's a hard, it's a really hard line because obviously you got Drew Hutchinson and Lachlan Lamb who have both been really, really good this year. But um, I just think you know, if you need another foot off the bench, if Kiri does go down again, then why not? Yeah. Um, and then as I said, yeah, the halves, Drew Hutchinson and Lachlan Lamb, looking for them to do really good things as well. JWH comes back. Sammy Verrills. Cioasu uh, Takeaho, Angus Crichton, Satili Tupanua, and Mr. Inflictor, Victor Radley. Mate, we love to see the um, man back. Victor oh, the man. We love to see beers, beers, and beers coming back. It's just, oh, it's beautiful to watch. And, and you know, over-under on him getting uh, sent in the bin? Easy over. 
Easy over. Easy over. Yeah. Easy. Him, him, or, him or JWH. Because they're going to be fired up. They, they, haven't are, touched and, the field. they haven't touched the field since the Rabbitohs game. And th- that, that's the most exciting thing for me for this game. We talked about it with the um, Storm and Manly game where it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be fast-paced and they're going to score. I think this game is going to be a grind. And yeah, I think, I think that is going to favour the Roosters who have had to win games like that all year where we've seen the Titans look the best in a shootout. They're going to try and spread it wide and spread it fast. But I think yep. I think the Roosters are going to try and keep it in that middle third of the field and just whack each other. Yep. We've got the baby baby Skywalker coming off the bench, Sam Walker, Isaac Liu, and a Butcher and a Baker in Egan and Fletcher. Um, this year. Man, those guys boys. have really stood up. <laughs> those are some white boys. Those boys have really stood up this year, but when uh, when some of the big boys have been out, like JWH and, and yeah, Rads and, and some of those second rowers, they've they've really played their role. And um, if the Roosters aren't the team that's embodying next man up the most, I don't know who is. And they're still favourites um, for this game. Yeah, and, and I mean, they're my, I reckon they'll win. I, um, I think they'll win. Yeah, hundred percent. I think this will be a. I think this will be a one to twelve win. They haven't been blowing teams out since really the um, since everyone since the troops started going down. So I think they'll win one to twelve. I think the experience, I think the grind and the grit will will outdo the Titans. Yeah, hundred percent. Last time they played, it came down to a field goal. Mm. It came down to a Sam Walker field goal in the seventy eighth minute, and the Roosters have won the last three head to head matches. Oh, there's there the other go. one. There's still oh, two more to go. go. Two more to go. Who will it be? Who will it be? <laughs> so moving on to um, what is possibly the toilet bowl game of the final. No, I'm sorry, Eels fans. I'm not sorry, Eels fans. Um, it is not the sorry, Parramatta Knights Eels fans. versus yeah versus the Newcastle Knights. Our fans have Parra taking this 57 to 43, not score percentage wise. I don't know why I had to clarify that. Um, what do you what do you reckon of this game? Oh, that Knights percentage seems high. I thought it seemed low. Really? I mean, we've touched yeah. on this before. I think Para's going to run away with this. I got Para plus, plus 12. Wow. I got Para plus 12. The Knights don't have it. The The performance they put out last week against the Broncos was piss poor coming into the first finals in a while. That was just... They should try to take that by the horns and do something mm. with it. I think the Eels are going to come back. They're not going to be... The stars are not going to be scarred by that loss they had last week. It wasn't really a scarring loss because I think Para played mm. really well. They just didn't have yep. the strike to pull it off. But those like Gutho, Moses, Brown, all coming back, they're not going to have that loss. Their last, well, their sir, last memory is a win. Sir, sir, I will disagree with you. Mm. I will give you the one finger salute and tell you that I think the Newcastle Knights are going to take this. I think we should um, have a case bet on this. <laughs> a case bet. Ooh, case bet. I like the sound of that. All right, yeah, case, case bet. Power gets up. Case bet. I'll get you. I'll but get let me you clarify. cruises because no, I know how much you no like them. No Audi beers. Ah, fuck Audi. No beers. No Audi beers. You can't. And can't I, get out of this. I Audi will beers. not be seen buying you Great Northerns. <laughs> what's wrong with the Great so Northern, not, mate? Nah, what's it's wrong the with beer the Great from Northern? up here. No, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> I will not be seen buying you a Great Northern. But yeah, I'll put a case on it because I reckon the Knights they. They do this, mate. They have two or three shit games, and then they have this one really shit one, and they come out absolutely raring, raring to go. They give the ball to KP. KP has one of those games where we talk about how he's a top five fullback in the league, and I'm pretty sure in the two pods that we've talked about, when we have ranked fullbacks, KP hasn't even been mentioned. So I am looking for him to absolutely blow this open. I don't give a shit. Not only are you going to be wrong, but you're going to be not drinking beer, my friends. 
that that's is okay. <laughs> I don't like beer anyway. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> but I think this full-strength Knights, both Saifidi boys coming in, Clem playing despite an injury, um, Mitchell Pierce, um, he just has the absolute head of an old man on him, so I think he's going to do really, really well. Jake Clifford, he's been standing up the last couple of weeks, and as I said, KP, he's going to hit him with the left. <coughs> he's going to hit him with the right, <coughs> and he's going to go over for two. I got him for two meters. Knights, so what Knights they to lose, win, what one they to lose 12. 40 to 12. Nah, Knights to win, <laughs> 1 to 12. Mate, all right, we will see. I think the Eels are going to take care of this and go into the second round of finals where they get bounced in Eels tradition. Um, but, I mean, we, we can run through the squads for these ones. Both line up pretty full strength. I mean, when you look at it, um, Para's only really missing Reed Marnie at nine. I mean, they mm. run, obviously, Clint Gutherson, the skipper at fullback. Hayes Dunster gets a chance at wing. Now, obviously, Mike Acevo's gone. Fergalicious mm-hmm. on the other wing. Will uh, Pinasini is in at centres along with Wanga Blake. <laughs> Did you just say Pinasini? That's his name. <laughs> Pinasini. It's, pe- it's Pinasini. It's Pinasini, bro. <laughs> Mate, I, I don't make the rules. I just read the words. Just read the words, man. That's, that's, his, that's his issue. Um, the halves obviously coming back. Dill Brown and Mitch Moses. Um, the forward, Dill Brown the... has one of the most underrated nicknames in the NRL. Dill Bags. Yeah. I love it. I fucking love it. I love uh, it. Sorry. If they had Reed Marnie at nine, I'd be feeling a lot more confident about this pack. But, I mean, they don't even have their backup, Joey Lussick. That's, that's where I think they're going to struggle. Ray Stone played a great game. Um, last week, but he's not a number nine. Mm. He's, you know, he's 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 an undersized lock. He can play prop. I think he's a utility forward, which is rare to see, but you love to see mm. it. He's um, Nathan Brown light. Pretty much, yeah. That's a good description. And I mean, their front their front row is um, RCG and Junior Paulo. Still one of the best best combos there are. Ray yeah. Stone in there at number nine. It's weird. I don't think they're going to line up like this, but they've got Sean Lane and Nia Corre in the back row. Nathan Brown at lock. On the bench, mm. they've got the French pr- the Fresh Prince, Bryce Cartwright, Isaiah Papali'i, and Makatoa. Makatoa. Um, and then, but what they've got in the extended bench is Ryan Madison. So, mm. surely Ryan Madison or Papali'i get a start at some point. I don't know where they'll start, but I think they will come in on game day. Yep. Um, just a warning to anybody listening to the podcast. The the wife has just told me that she's going to dry her hair. So if you hear noise in the background, we'll try and fade it out. Regardless, we're not that I good do at also editing, think... Though. No, we're not that good at editing, so you're probably going to hear some shit. Um, I reckon Isaiah Papali'i won't come off the bench. I, I can't see I that would happening. be surprised. Been, I would be surprised. He's been too good um, at the at the 11 this also, year. Also, can we just appreciate Sean Lane's neck in this NRL.com photo? <laughs> he's he's another giraffe, brother. him dirty, man. His, fo- his head almost ends up in Junior Paulo's photo. Like, what is doing there? But, um, I, yeah, I agree. I don't, Fire the editors. Fire I, the editors. I don't, um, I don't think Papali'i or... I think Madison probably comes in... For, for Lane. Lane, I would assume yeah. for Lane. And Papali'i, if he does come off the bench, that's a good front row rotation of RCG, Paulo, and Papali'i. That might be yeah. what they end up lining in. And obviously, Bryce Cartwright to cover the back row. Uh, Makatoa can kind of cover anywhere in the forwards and the fresh Prince to do everything else. 
I just know that there are a few friends of the podcast that see uh, Walker Blake lining up and want to gouge their eyes out. Yeah. Uh, they are not a fan of him. Yeah. I don't think he's had that bad of a year, but... I mean, he's, you know, he's had a good second half of the year, um, but I mean, he's, he's always got that reputation, and I'm so happy he's out of Penrith. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, um, you know, Penrith, a.k.a. teams that'll win, um, the Newcastle Knights... Yeah, I tried. It didn't really work. Um, the segue wasn't as great as I thought. Uh, you've got um, the, the kid KP at the back. Um, he's accompanied by Anari Tuala and Heimel Hunt, who have both quietly had pretty good years at the wing. Um, Kurt Mann and Bradman Best, the absolute fridge, line up at centre. Mate, he's um, missing the neck. His photo's missing the neck that Sean Lane's got. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do Bradman best like that. Um, you got uh, Jake Clifford and Mitchell Pearce in your halves. I think that's a really good halves pairing. Um, I hate to say that about Jake Clifford. It makes my tongue absolutely feel like it's on fire, but he's had a pretty good year ever since he's moved there. Um, you've got both Saifides, the big, big boys, hitting up at prop. That collision between RCG, Junior Paulo, and either of the Saifides is going to be felt on the Richter scale. Right, we get, you're going to feel that watch at home. Out. Yeah, 100%. You've got Captain Jaden Braley, uh, recently signed to 2025, lining up at the nine um, with a second row of Tyson Frizzell, Mitch Barnett, and a lock of Connor Watson. Who will play his last game for the Newcastle Knights this weekend. He will. And no, he won't. He'll play an extra couple of games um, (laughs) because Parramatta's going to lose. But um, he'll play hard. And he leaves it all on the field all the time. Um, Their interchange bench is Sawaso Sue. The big Clem himself, interestingly not getting the start. I must think that that's only to the injury. Um, Josh King and Brody Jones. They yeah. they also have like a pretty interesting extended bench. Um, they've got... Uh, what, how do you say that? Mamacia and um, Simi coming off the bench. Um, I don't know why they're on that extended bench. I can't really put my put my nose on it, I, but I mean, Phoenix Crossland is there just in case there's any, any yeah, injuries. Yeah, I think, I think Crossland or Jack Johns will probably end up being um, the 18th man. I mean, the, the mm. Safidis being back is massive, and that's definitely what they were missing last yeah. week. And that pack is is their full-strength pack when you look at it. Yeah, you've got 100%. the Safidis, um, Frizzell, Barnett, and Watson, and then you've still got... Um, Brody Jones and Clement have come off the bench. I think they're only missing probably Lachlan Fitzgibbon, but even then, like yeah. I don't think you could do much better than the pack that's out there now. Clem off the bench, I don't mind. Wouldn't be super surprised if he started for Jacob, uh, but I do yeah. think the injury might have him come off the bench, and Adam O'Brien probably wants him just to come out and run hard and try and use him for some impact. 100%. So, um, obviously, we've got a case on this. You've got the Eels. I've got the eventual winners, the Newcastle Knights. Um and uh, where's where's your little three and O stat, huh? Where's your head to heads? The Eels have won the last three head to heads. Last game they won in round 13, 40 to four. Do you reckon we'll see a repeat? Nope. Ooh. Unless it's the other way. <laughs> Tell him he's dreaming. No, nah, I reckon I reckon Knights one to twelve. Honestly, uh, it'll be. I, I, think, I think it'll be a well grinded game. Plus. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, we will agree to disagree. Now, blame the guy that put the document together. Because the Penrith Panthers and the South Sydney Rabbitohs actually play before the game that we've just covered. Um, but we're going to get to it anyway. Um, our fans have the Panthers winning this 29 to 71%. Um, and I could not agree with them more. Holy shit. I think that this is going to be the fuck-off blowout that we're waiting for in the, in the finals. 
Um, I think Panthers are just going to absolutely kill them. What do you reckon? I mean, I hope so. I yeah, don't normally hope you're right, you but I hope you're right on this one. Um, I think up. it'll be close. I think it'll be closer than that. I think they're still they're still a pretty full strength bunnies, except for Latrell. And I know Latrell was a massive out. I do get it. I was like, but I think there's they're they're coached enough where there's enough structure still there where they're still going to play well. Mm. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I can see Penrith winning 13 plus. Just Penrith doing what they did last week, putting on points at the end there. That's what they do. They're a slow mm. build, Penrith. That's what they do. They build pressure. It's going to be close coming into half time. It wouldn't surprise me if it's a tie game or Penrith down by a try at half time. Because yep. that, that's how it starts. Penrith take a while to warm up. And that's why a team like Melbourne or Manly are so scary for them because they can get off to those hot starts. Yeah. But I mean, and Penrith, Penrith seem to have finally ironed out the creases in that back line. So it looks like they've yeah. got their back line set. And of course, Scott Sorensen missing the rest of the season. Um, the bench looks like it's filled. So they're going to line up at fullback Dill Edwards, as always, Mr. Reliable. Um, the wingers are Stephen Crichton and Brian To'o. Uh, Stephen Crichton at wing has surprised me. Been been pretty solid there. Uh, Paul Momorowski mm-hmm. and Matty Burton in at centres. Yep. Halves are Jerome Luai and obviously Nathan Cleary. Front row, Moses Leoda and James Fisher-Harris. Hooker, oh, obviously, disgusting. Abby. Uh, back row is Kickout and Capewell with Yo at number 13. The bench, Mitch Kenny coming into the Tyrone May role. Tyrone May mm-hmm. picking up an injury. Uh, Spencer Linu comes onto the bench for Scotty Sorensen. You've obviously got TPJ and Liam Martin. I believe the 18th man here will probably be Isaac Tago. He normally is just because he can cover um, center and back row. I do think Kikau will drop to the bench and Martin to start. And then you've got then you've got Linu, Kikau, and TPJ on the bench. It's got to be one of the heaviest benches in the league. Yeah, that's that's just scary. I'm not going to sleep tonight just thinking about that. Um, the the idea, I mean, this is how I know I'm not a rugby league player. The idea of guys like that running at me mortifies me. Mate, I couldn't like, do it. Couldn't do it. Nah, you um, you could dangle enough money in front of me, but I don't know if I'd sign the contract. Um, and then so, even if you did, I'd stand now. I wouldn't be able to stop him. Nah, hell no, <laughs> hell no. You'd fold like a bloody armchair. Um, so the uh, the Rabbitohs are. Uh, lining up as such. Blake Taff has replaced the Trell Mitchell, obviously. Um, you've got the leading try scorer Alex Johnston, on the wing with Jackson Paulo on the other wing. They've done him dirty. He's got four shoulders yeah, in, this, uh, photo, in this photo. Bro. Actually, no. It's just the way of the jersey. That maybe he's just, maybe he's just jacked. Maybe he's just jacked. Anyway, uh, at centres, you've got uh, Queensland Reliable, Dan Gagai, and Campbell Graham. Um, you've got the halves pairing of Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds. Adam Reynolds probably playing his last game as a bunny. No, even if they lose, one. they go... Oh, no, that's right. They've got that. Yeah, yeah, they've got the next one. Um, Mark Nichols, uh, the GOAT. The GOAT getting a playing start. In at, we love <laughs> playing it. Playing in at prop. Um, you've got Damian Cook at the nine. And the other prop is Tavita Totola. Blah, 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 blah. You've got uh, Keon Kaloa Matangi. He, he has been one of my favorites this year. I love the Absolutely. bullet too. Yeah, and we're going to get to him a bit later uh, in one of our question times, but um, he has been, had just such a fucking year. It's been beautiful to watch. Um, Jaden Sewer, he's also in the second row, and Cam Murray, Mr. Reliable for New South Wales, is chilling in the lock. Um, you've got uh, Benjamin Button, Benji Marshall in the 14, Jacob Host, Tommy Burgess, and Jai Arrow to round out that interchange. Uh, could you see... Any of Jed Cartwright, Braden Burns, Lachlan Ilias, or Patrick Mago coming 
coming through instead. Not really. I think they're pretty full strength as they were. The only change, yep. I don't know if he's picked up an injury, but I'd probably have Tane Milne over Jackson Paulo, but yep. not by enough to really be that concerned about. Um, mm. It's going to be an absolute dogfight down low with the big boys, as you said, Keon Kalona Matangi. Kalona Matangi, Jesus. Against, yeah, against. Big Fisher Harris, um, Tavita Tola as well. Like those guys are just going to run hard at each other. It's going to be yeah. great to watch them. And then they're both both teams have so much strike out the back. I think this is going to probably be a pretty close game. I'd probably pick Penrith one to twelve. Uh, I do not think so. I think Penrith thirteen plus. I think Penrith's going to beat them by by twenty to twenty four. I Man, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I think it's going to be big. Um, all right. Uh, where's your where's your little stat for this one? Well. So, Penrith has won the last two games. They've played twice this year. They mm-hmm. won in round 11, 56-12. That was at the game at Dubbo, I believe. Yep. Um, and then they won again in round 23, 25-12, and they have won the last three head-to-head. So That 25-12 the... was the was the Cleary comeback yep. game, eh? Yep, it was. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure they built a lot of confidence from that one. Um, and the loser yeah, of this game plays the winner of Para and Nui. So, Para. So Newey, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, Newey. I think You're I think pronouncing Newey wrong. Newey, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we will see. I think I think it's going to be a pretty stock standard game compared to all of them. Um, yeah, I think Blake Taft's in for a rough night. Oh yeah, I some think of those Blake clear Taft, bombs, those, I think uh, they're going to clearly be targeting him and Jackson Paulo. Um, but even then, Alex Johnson's not bad on the high ball, but he's not great out of yardage. So I am confident mm. that Cleary can have a huge kicking game. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic, and I think we're gonna see Penrith. Um, they've I think they've been a bit more conservative this year and not trying to just smash down the left edge um, and trying to space out a little bit more and run run the right side. I think that's all gonna change now. I think they're gonna go back to their their winning game plan that happened at the start of the year, and they're gonna start pumping that left edge again and absolutely killing um, the the right edge for for the bunnies which is i believe Jackson Paulo and Campbell Graham yeah it wouldn't surprise yeah, me young rough. winger out there that he's going to be in for a long night yeah 100% um all right anything more on this we don't really have anything on the nba we're just going to get straight to question time i reckon what do you think i think let's do question time all right let's get into question time what did she say all right cool the uh... I hope you like that little uh, that little drop in the middle of it. Um, the so we've got a few questions here around the NRL and the NBA. Um, please listen out for your question. Let us know. Share us to your socials if we do answer your question. Um, if we don't, we'll definitely get to it next Thursday. Um, but the first one here for the NRL: uh, What rule changes are we likely to see next year, and what would you like to see changed, Lachlan? I'd like to see the six agains rolled back or at least amended. Yep. I mean, I was pretty vocal at the start of the six again stuff happening where I liked it. I mean, in theory, I thought it was good. There were plenty of those slow games where teams were just trying to out-penalty each other. Um, I thought I thought it was going to be a great change, but we saw that, you know, not always a good theory turns out to be good practice. Um, yep. And those good teams are just abusing it. And it's, I don't think it's a coincidence that late in the season when we've seen these close games or when refs have kind of pulled back on these six agains, yeah, 100%. Um, a change I would like would probably be, I don't know, I, it's hard to police, it's hard to get right, but if it's in your own half um, or in your own 30 or whatever you want to do, mm. um, you, you get the penalty instead of the six again. An extra tackle or an extra two tackles on your 20-meter line is, is nothing. 
Yeah. You know what? Like, you should yeah. get the extra penalty there. And if you want the roll on and you want the momentum and you want to go against a staggered, Take the broken line, you get the extra tackles. You do it. If, yeah. you're, if you're in the red zone, if you're in the 20 or the 30 in, you just get that automatically. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, something that I don't want to see is what they're what they're tinkering about with the uh, kicking the ball out. Oh, to try this and slow would be disgusting. Run play. This would be yeah, it would it would be disgusting because you've got so many savvy halves in this game that that realise that their big men need a rest. You know, just need that forty seconds to compose themselves, and that's what keeps the game interesting. You know, giving and, those and... short bursts. This is what these guys train for. Like they're athletes. They 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 get these short breaks so that they can come out and run at 100% over and over and over for the fans' entertainment. I think they would severely hurt the game if they turn that into a seven-tackle set. And it also not only takes away from playmakers kicking into touch, but it also would take away playmakers kicking near touch. Like, yeah. I really like the new tactic of halves. You know, they kind of go, well, we can't, kind of, we can't really put an attacking kick on here, so let's just pin them. Mm, and they try and yeah. pin him back. But you, you're going to see, like, when Munster kicks on third tackle to a flying fox, like, mm-hmm. we love to see that. Like, yeah, that's fun 100%. to see, but we're going to see less of people taking risks because it's like, oh, if this doesn't come off, I'm on third tackle and I've just given up a seven-tackle seven set. Tackle set. Yeah. It's it's going to take away the exciting factor Some that we tried plays, so yeah. hard to bring back in. It's going to go back into a wrestle. Guys are going to have slower play the ball. The, the players are going to find a way to rest. Yeah, and it's going to be yeah, stupid. That's and that's, I'm pretty sure it's Wayne Pierce bringing that rule up. Yeah. If fuck. like, man, these old boys with their CTE, bro, they just like, <laughs> Jesus. Um. All right. Well, on to the next question. Uh, who was your unexpected star this year that we did not mention as a most improved player? I'm going to go first. Um. I've got Keon Kaloma Tungi or Jaden Braley. I think those two guys. Um. I even said it in the last one. Um, Jaden Braley has come out this year. I didn't really know too much about him. Um, I was pretty well a casual when it came to him, and I have really enjoyed watching him play this year. I think he's been a defensive juggernaut, and he gets the ball out really, really well. Bit of a Damian Cook Jr. in my eyes. Um, and uh, Keon has just been an, an absolute brick wall. He has come onto the scene, and he is going to get paid whenever he's paid. It was paid great, it was great to see him um, make the New South Wales squad as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Though my two, my, my guys filled with bias. I'm gonna go with Matt Burton. Yeah, Matt okay. Burton this year, like coming into last year, I was really scared that we were gonna lose Jerome Luai, and that Matt mm-hmm. Burton was gonna be was gonna be the number six. Um, he didn't really impress me as much last year. I thought, yeah, he's he's a pretty good six. He'll probably get mm-hmm. a lot better. He's only young. He's good, has a good feel for the game. Good instincts. A hell of a boot on him. Yeah. Um, but then this year he has come out and he's been one of not only one of the form centers but then one of the form 5.8s when he plays Yeah. and he's done it he's been hamstrung by when he's playing in the halves it normally means it makes the team weaker not having him at center Yeah. so automatically he's playing with a handicap yeah. he's impressed me this year no matter what you kind of get him to do or have him do he does it well and his aggression yeah. this year I absolutely love I thought that he just wasn't going to fit in with the team as much this year with the whole doggies thing. And it's like, mm-hmm. he didn't grow up with these boys. He's a country guy. Um, yeah. He doesn't have the same kind of like vibe as them, but he's come out and they love him. And it, yeah, it's been unreal to he's watch. His, boys. Yeah. It, it's been unreal to watch his development. Um, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really sad that he's off to the doggies next year. I'm going to be watching plenty of their games um, just to see yeah. how he goes. And I think that he, for the next 10 years is probably going to, if he doesn't have the new South Wales number six, he's definitely going to be challenging for it. 
Yeah, 100%. Uh, a little honourable mention here, as you were talking about guys that were just kind of thrown into positions with Matt Burton. Uh, Connor Tracy, mm-hmm. I think he's had a really good yeah. year. Um, he's He's been another one of those kind of guys that you, the Sharks have just, just had to Mr. throw Fix wherever. It. And yeah, Mr. Fix-It. He's uh, Mr. Band-Aid. So um, yeah, a little honourable mention to him. He's he's had a really good year and ended up bagging himself quite a few tries this year. Yeah, he looked good. In, I didn't know how he'd play. He's, he's, he's sometimes a little bit of a structured half. So seeing him in the centres was kind of like seeing him, um, Adam Kieran in the centres. They both played yep. really well. I think I think the whole point teams are starting to realise you need to get your smart and good players out in the field and they'll figure it out. Mm, and it's great yeah. to see for him, and we'll see where he lines up next year. Mm, okay, well, with reports coming out that uh, Johnny Bateman is not coming back to the NRL, uh, if he did come back, where would you like to see him go? I don't know. Well, I just want to start off with saying, do you know what? Do you, did you see what team he was linked to when he was linked to possibly coming back? No, I didn't. Like all Englishmen, he wanted to go to Western Australia and play oh. for the Western Australian Tigers. The Tigers. Yes. Wow. Yes. Who I actually think he would be a fantastic signing for. If they could get John Bateman, they should pull that trigger. But he yeah. has come out and said that but he doesn't want to, to do that, and I do not blame him. That man um, bleeds green as well. I think if he were to come back, he would come back to the Raiders in a heartbeat. I think there's too much. I think there's too much history there with Sticky. Um, he's really good yeah, friends right. with George Williams. I don't mm. think he'd go back as long as Sticky was there. I, I don't know. We know some of the stuff that's happened, but I'm sure there's more behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, I, I would like him. I'd like to see him be a leader of a pack. Mm. Um, if they didn't sign TPJ, I think the Bulldogs would have been great for him because he can have yeah. he can set the example to those young guys. He can play how he wants to play, and guys will follow him. Yeah. That would have been a great signing for me. I think any team looking to, who has a young pack or needs a pack leader, he could be the guy. But as you said, he's not coming, so what can yeah. you do? Yeah, and there's something about a redhead in a, in a blue and white jersey um, that, you know, an Englishman. Um yeah, I don't. I don't really know. Um, I think I, I just reckon that if he were to come back, sure, Sticky would have to be out of the situation. But I think he just bleeds green too much, and he loves those boys down in Canberra. Um, go from a shitty cold climate to another shitty cold climate, and go back to Canberra. Um, so, so yeah, not much from me on on the potential John Bateman. Um, so the next question that we've got: uh, Who do you think is the first coach sacked next year? Oh, I think there's a few hot seats. We, we've spoken mm. about Madge. I think there's been too much said. It's going to be a long off-season for Madge, too. Like yeah. You need a you need a not you need tight butthole You need to turn time. your Wi-Fi off, brother. You're not going to... It's not going to be enjoyable for you or your family. I think I think the way they went out at the end of the season, how much the media has a little bit of a hard-on for going after the Tigers. Um, mm. I, think, I think it needs to happen, and I think it will happen. I just don't mm. know if it'll be first. I do think Trent Barrett's going to end up in a bit of a hot seat as well. I think yeah, right. Gus wasn't the guy that hired him. Mm. Um, so we will see. I think if they come in with so much expectation, like people are talking about them making the eight next year, like yeah. being like challenging. Um, I think if they come out slow, which I think they might, because obviously you've got to build those combinations. Yeah. They're still going to be finding where guys play and finding guys' best roles within the team. If they come out yeah. slow, it wouldn't surprise me if they kind of look at Barrett and kind of go, what, what, what's going on here? Yeah, I agree with your sentiment, but not for that team. I think that Toddy Payton might be on the hot seat next year. Um, only because um, he he's saying the same thing at the end of the year than what he was saying at the start of the year. We've got to build culture. 
You know, we all have to want to run through a brick wall for each other. We all have to do, you know, the the little things. And if he can't get a team to do that in 25 rounds, and you I know, think it takes more than a year to build them, culture. I no, think. no, I think it takes more than a year as well. But I'm just saying, if he's got a whole off season then, and we're still coming out with the exact same issues, um, on paper we are a better team than 15th. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as much of a homer comment that is we're a better team than 15th you know um sure we've had injury issues this year and early retirements and whatnot but um i just think that it is um it's possible that he could he could be on the hot seat i I think recruitment's going to hurt him having dearden and townsend as the halves there is just it's not going to help the situation Mm. and i think you might be looking at a similar situation with peyton as you are madge where it's like is a good coach because i do rate him as a coach the things he says the things he tries to do i think he's a very good coach um, but it might just not be the right fit. Yeah, we we, think... we might see him pop up in a few years somewhere if, if he is on the hot seat and he does lose his gig. We might see him pop up in a few years as a really good coach and you go, oh shit, okay, yeah. Yeah, but I think he needs. I think he needs. Uh, and and yeah, I'm saying he's on the hot seat. But what I'm about to say is, I think he needs more than a year. I mean, I think what really worked with that Warriors team is that he was there for so long. And those boys respected him already before he was put into that interim position. And they also had a crash course in bonding and culture and did all that coming over together and living together. It's a lot easier to pick up that stuff than it is when you all go to training and you play together and then you go home. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that he deserves more than a year, but at the same time as a bit of a dejected Cowboys fan after the way that the season ended, I can see him potentially being on the hot seat. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's it for the NRL. If we didn't get to your question, we will next week. Um, we are going to jump into the NBA now, talk a little bit of NBA. Um, I know, weird. It is fifth and dribble after all. Um, what player, Lachlan, has had a down year, sorry, this year that you think will bounce back next year? And shout out to our friend, Woody, why is it Anthony Davis? Yeah. Um, I don't know about if they will have a bounce back year next year, but I want them to have a bounce back year next year. And that is Victor mm. Oladipo. Yeah. I think with Miami, um, he was so fun to watch at his prime. Just his two-way potential. Um, mm. He's a weird little guard hybrid where he's not quite big enough for the two, but plays the two, but also he could play the one, but not quite traditional one. Um, yeah. I, I, I want him to bounce back. I think the Heat, the Heat staff and their culture and the way they train and look after their athletes. I think if any if any organization was going to do it, it was them. Mm-hmm. And seeing like imagine that and they need a six like they need a six so badly. Yeah, yeah. Um, they need that one guy off the bench. Yeah, that's and that's the thing. And they can stagger them. his minutes with Jimmy and Lowry, and that that team will be really really good in the East if he can get to even you know seventy eighty percent of what he was when he was an All Star. Yeah, yeah. No, that'd be that'd be really good. Um. I don't know if I really have an answer for this question. Um, come back to me. Come back to me. We'll uh, we'll, we'll move on to the next question, and I'll, and I'll think on that one just a little bit. Um, will Jason Tatum be a top three player in the 2021-2022 season? Are you ready for my hot take? No. Jason Tatum will be a top three player on the Celtics in... and that's about it and that's about it that's about it that's about it he's not he's not going to be a top three player you don't rate him he's good it's hard to um it's hard to deny how good he is but i don't think he's top three good top three is you have to be the guy 
You have to be yeah. the guy everyone's after. And I know when, when we have our guest on the NBA preview pod, he's going to give me a hard time for this. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think what holds him back is the rest of the team around him. So, um, you know, the, the top threes that are in discussion right now when everything is healthy is Giannis, probably Luca and Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. right? And Luca, granted, doesn't have a lot around him, but... He gets top three praise because of what he does on an international level. He get lever level. He gets top three praise <laughs> from what he does to set up the rest of his team. And I just don't think Jason Tatum has the vision as what Luca does. Uh, I know he's just a different take. player. Wow, he's, yeah, just, a he's just a different player. And I think I think the discussion between him and Devin Booker being the next mini Mamba is is going to be really fun over the next five years. Um, but I just think that um, right now Devin Booker has a better um, projection for that, and I think that Jason Tatum is going to be a fantastic player in his own right. But he won't be top three next I, year. I just maybe the year after. I just maybe the year after. I that. just think the the type of player Tatum is there is a ceiling there. Like yeah. for me to be a top three or even a top five, and then I don't know about you, but when I say top three, I'm really talking about probably four or five guys. When I say top five, really talking about six or seven. When you say top ten, yeah. talking about top, because it's hard to be like these ten are there and this is the cutoff. Oh, it's, it's kind geez, of just on on, any, on, on on every different night on, on any given night. It is it is what it is. But I I think to be a top three or, or even a top five guy, you need to make the guys around you better. Mm, and I yeah. don't know if Tatum does that. Yeah, that's my take yeah, on I'd, Jason Tatum, though. Yeah, I think I think Jalen Brown's going to have a bigger jump. I I love Jason. I love um, Jalen Brown. I love Jalen yeah. Brown. I think he is so good. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited a, to see his Kawhi step. He just he just is such a smart two way player. Yeah, and I, I do like the combination of Tatum and Brown. It does in theory work. I just think there is probably a ceiling there for how good Tatum can actually be. And I don't think it works to a championship before the salary caps blow up. Um, I don't think that they'll... They, they clearly won't be together forever. And I don't think that they'll get a chip done in the next four years no. when their contracts, no. before their contracts you need expire. a third. When you have those two as your top guys, you need a third guy. And even and with those... Smart is not the third he's guy. He's not the third guy. <laughs> no. No, he's not. Um, going back to the last question, I do have an answer now. Cool, here we um, go. I think DeMar DeRozan. I think DeMar DeRozan is going to have a good That's bounce good back shout. here. Um, I think that he has found his way onto onto an emerging team. Um, and we thought that with the Spurs, you know, never missing the, the playoffs and whatnot, he was going to be really good for them. And he ran his course there. Um, I think he's turned himself into a really good playmaker. And moving on to that team is um, is going to be really, really good for him. So I think DeMar's going to have yeah. a bounce back here. And he's in my fantasy team, so I really hope he does. <laughs> I think I think that's a good shout. I think the thing you touched on there with um, DeMar being more of a mature playmaker is such a big deal. I think he's going to come on and be great for these guys. And they're going to run a lineup of, like, what, Lonzo, Levine, and DeMar. That's a great yep. three-man lineup. They're not going to stop many guys. You've got Vichy Main in there at center. They're, yeah, we got Patrick Williams. He's he's like turning into one of the best two ways as a young guy. He had a really yeah, he, good year last year. He can stop really one guy. He can stop one yeah. guy. The other four are going to put up 150. But they're going to be fun to watch. They're, they're probably going to be up there with the Hornets as a league pass team next year. Yep, yep. And uh, I think this will be the last question for the night, only because it's going to cover so much. Where the fuck is Ben Simmons going? Um, I've, I've, I've looked around, 
I've done a little bit of a Google. I've played a little bit in the trade. I've never machine. seen him work this hard in his life. Yeah, look, his job was... is jealous of how hard he's working on his Ben Simmons yeah. trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's not go there. But um, so I was looking around, and um, one of the one of the places that two places, sorry, that made the most sense to me. Um, were the Timberwolves, even though they've come out and said that they don't want to trade D'Angelo Russell, but for the contracts to work, it would be something like D'Angelo, Malik Beasley, Jaden McDaniels, a couple of future picks for Simmons and Seth Curry. That would then run out a team of probably Simmons, Seth, Ant-Man, Torian Prince, which you would probably want to look to get a better forward at starter, and Carl Anthony Towns. That team could be deadly. That team could really be deadly. Carl Anthony Towns is one of the best. The Sixers are getting absolutely fleeced if they say yes to that trade. You reckon? Yeah, man. I'm not on D. I'm not on D'Lo. I like him. Oh. He seems like a great guy and he is a good player. But for Ben Simmons, like, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, and his, you're giving up Seth Curry right too. Now. And you're giving up Seth Curry. I know it's yeah. low right now. I know it is. Um, and that's unfortunate. I think, I think the thing that would spook Timberwolves off is the fact that he's that Simmons has come out and said he doesn't want to play in Minnesota. Yeah. I think that that would worry him where he's already going to be on, you know, a back foot. And I think if you're if two thirds of your quote unquote big three are Ben Simmons and Cat, I think you're in trouble there because no one really cares. Mm, yeah, but that's where I think that they could be deadly. That no one really cares. They'll fly under the radar. They'll get a no, nice no. I don't think they care. Finish. I don't think they care that much about basketball. Oh right. Yeah right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Uh, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns has had a lot going on in the last year. Uh, really sucks for him. But he, without a doubt, he's one of the best offensive centers we've ever seen. Um, mm. Just look at the numbers. And, and he's one of the greatest shooting big men we've ever seen. So I think if you can get him the ball more um, in someone that's like Ben Simmons and you surround him, surround Simmons with shooters like Seth Curry and, and the emergence of Ant-Man, um, I don't think it really cares who your four is. Um, but I, I, I like the idea I, of this. I do... It's just getting the Timberwolves to say yes. Uh, sorry, the Sixers, sorry, to say yes. The Timberwolves do this in a heartbeat. I do I do like this a, a Simmons cat fit better than a Simmons Embiid. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, the other trade that got my PP a little bit hard was um, the idea of Pascal Siakam and Malachi Flynn doing a straight swap for Ben Simmons. Um, I think drafting Scotty Barnes in Toronto has made it very clear where Masai sits. Um, everybody's a number, and you can be moved, and we saw that with, with DeRozan. Um, we, and, and I mean, Lowry went up to his office and asked for a sign-and-trade. Good on him. Um, but going out with a, with a young lineup like Ben Simmons, Fred Van Vliet at the two, either Scotty Barnes or OG Ananobi at the three, Precious Achua at the four, who I love, and Chris Boucher, who had a He had a great Olympics too, Precious. Year. Yeah, Precious had a great Olympics. Um, I think he's just going to come out and blow everyone out of the water. Um, and Chris Boucher, who had a good year last year, um, Jar Jar Binks, um, lookalike, he... Uh, yeah, he's he's very, very good, and I like the idea of, of these guys in Toronto. But if Ben Simmons is not going to play in Minnesota, I don't think he's going to play in Toronto. I, I think I think the same thing. I think Toronto is probably more likely than Minnesota. I do like that team, and it gives you great switch like switching lineups where you've got Ben Simmons, mm. Scotty Barnes, OG, and Precious. I do like that. Um, but to me, the, tra- the team that I think he will go to is Sacramento. He's made it very clear he wants to go to LA, 
Um, Sacramento is not LA. I do know that. Don't at me, but also at us, fifth and dribble. Um, <laughs> but I think I think his representatives could get talked into Sacramento. Yep. I think I think it's only like an hour and a half flight or something out of LA. Yeah. Um, and I think you could do that. You've got the three young guards there in mm. Halliburton, Fox, and Davion Mitchell. I think you'd mm-hmm. give up. Oh, sorry, and Buddy Heald. So you've got the four guards Hill. you could kind four of guards. you could play around with. I think you would kind of go with maybe De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald. You could probably get Ben yep. Simmons for that. Um, that still gives you Ben Simmons, Davion Mitchell. I don't think they give and... up De'Aaron, but... I think if you're giving, I think, way too high I think if him. you're, I think if you're giving, if you're getting Ben Simmons, you're gonna have to give up De'Aaron Fox, and I would do that in a heartbeat if I was Sacramento. Nah, I think it's more likely that they give up Tyrese, Davion, and maybe Buddy Hield as well. Davion only because he's unproven. Uh, if I would not, love to Tyrese, see a backcourt and a couple of picks. I would love to see a backcourt of um, of Davion Mitchell and Ben Simmons. Nobody would score. That defense nah, would be unreal. But I do think Sacramento would probably get him. He could talk himself into still being in California, not being mm-hmm. that far from LA. He would get his own team. Um, we'll just see, though. I don't know if if they have the balls to kind of pull a De'Aaron Fox trade, which I think is what it would take to get this done. Yeah, so do I. Um, I think that's what it would take. Or at the absolute minimum, it would be, as we said, someone like um, Tyrese, Buddy Hill, and then maybe like a Marvin Bagley. Um, so that you could put a stretch four mm. with Joel, mm. um, but I, I just it seems like a lot to give up, especially with what you know that you're getting in Ben Simmons, which is a fantastic player, um, all star. He's a guy that can give you you know 15 and and anywhere between seven and 12 assists on any given night. Um, so rather than my boring you, <laughs> um, it's um, yeah, it's it, he's a fantastic player, but I just think you're giving up way too much young talent for ex young talent. Does do that you, make sense? Yeah, it does. Do you do you think he plays do you think he's on the roster come opening night? Whether he plays or not is a different story, but do you think he's on the roster come opening night? Mm, nah, I think he forces his way out by then. Um I was reading today that they can um uh the seventy sixers being they can fine him for every day he doesn't turn up to um preseason. And he can be fined up to one point three million dollars before the start of the season. Um, it's something like it's something like two hundred and twenty k a week. How the other half live? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How the ten percent live? Uh-huh. Um, so, so yeah. I think that um, once that starts to happen, the pressure is starting to be applied, mm-hmm. and then from there, it, it's just going to get ugly. Um, a really fun trade that I would like to see, but it will never happen, is uh, to the Warriors. Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, Moses Moody, and a couple of future firsts for Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxey has been thrown around. Um, could you imagine the lineup of um, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, the cum bucket, Jonathan Kuminga, Ben Simmons, and Draymond Green? Holy shit. That'd be unbelievable. That be I mean, I think the Sixers laugh him out of the room if the, if the Warriors yeah, come at him with that. But yeah, I yeah. do agree. I mean, he wants to go there. I don't think they've got what it's... If Honestly, if I'm the Warriors, though, and I'm trading for Ben Simmons, I'm trying to offload Draymond Green. Nah, and play. And I'll, no, I, I would play Ben Simmons in that Draymond Green role. Mm. You get more size, you get more playmaking, you get different defense. Not better, yeah. not worse, different. Um but I mean, yeah, that's probably the least likely out of the ones we talked about. But it is going to be interesting. Yeah. I, I do think he, 
I think this holdout goes into the season. I think this yep. is going to be a very interesting holdout. We've seen how powerful Clutch is. This is going to be mm-hmm. their time to really flex and be like, this is how strong we are. Because once yep. LeBron's gone, they're it's going to be a different Clutch. Because yeah. Clutch had everybody scared because, you know, they were the guys that had LeBron. Once yeah. LeBron's gone, they still, they're still going to need to have that influence. And I think the Sixers... Daryl Morey looks like he's going to be the guy to stand up to Clutch. Stand up to Clutch. And that's yeah. going to be a really interesting holdout because I think it's going to set a precedent in future things like this happening, which in the mm. NBA happens more and more every year. Exactly. How much have you wanted to say Sam Hinkie just then instead of Daryl Morey? Oh, I thought for a second. I was like, no, nope, he's not there. <laughs> I think when I, when I think of Daryl Morey, like the vision of him, like they're the two I get confused all the time, even when they're on different yeah. teams. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, speaking of confusion, um, I think that's it. I think we're done. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, um, we'll, uh, do you want we'll to plug, leave it plug some stuff before we go? Yeah, let's plug a couple things, I reckon. Um, so, be rude again, not to. It would be rude not to. So, again, as I said, at the absolute top, um, hit us up at Fifth and Dribble, number five, TH and Dribble. I'm not going to spell those out. You're not degenerate. Well, you may be degenerates, but you're not degenerates. Um, on Instagram and on Twitter, um, you can also leave us an audio message through those mediums or head to anchor, spelled A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash fifth and dribble and leave us an audio message there. Again, we're not very tech savvy, but we're tech savvy enough to implement that into the pod. So if you would like to be featured on the pod or be in next Thursday's question time, do it. Slide into the DMs. Whisper sweet nothings into our ears. We're looking forward to it. Hmm. And, and if, uh, you, if you've got a hot take, leave it there and we'll listen to it and we'll see how we go. Yeah, yeah. Hot takes hot takes are welcome. Hot takes are definitely welcome. Um, all right. Well, share it with your friends. Like where you can like. Five star where you can five star. And uh, we will catch you in the next one. See you later. See you later.